Hello and welcome to the Property Management Show. I'm your host, Alex Osinenko. My day job is a CEO of 4.5, a marketing company that works exclusively with fee-based property management companies. I spent the last seven years of my life helping property management companies become more successful by improving sales, marketing, and operational efficiency. On this show, we'll deconstruct success into its key components and invite subject matter experts to help you improve every facet of your business. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Alex with Four and Half, and today I have a very, very special guest, and she is the guru, the property management coach, literally, thepropertymanagementcoach.com, <laughs> Kathleen <laughs> Richards. Uh, and Kathleen and I will talk about uh, pricing structures. This is, I get that question all the time from our customers. How do I set up my pricing? So Kathleen, do a quick introduction of, you, of yourself, if you don't mind, and let's dive in and figure out how to set up pricing for a property management company. Okay, so as you said, um, I'm property manager. Um, I own Portola Property Management in Santa Cruz, California since 2005. And um, we've been an award-winning company and I'm an active member of NARPM and involved with different conferences and have been on the boards for the state level and local levels for a number of years. Um, and I also have another company, a coaching business called The Property Management Coach. And that's where I kind of provide guidance and coaching to other property management owners on various topics like this and just how to you know, keep up with their business and where to focus their attention and be successful. Yeah, we all need help and coaching uh, someone to guide us, be the guiding light uh, for the decisions we're making, and even if we're making the right decisions, you know, we want somebody to help us, you know, uh, make more uh, uh, interpret the meaning of those decisions, how they might impact our businesses moving forward. <laughs> so, pricing seems to be a huge topic. How do you usually address pricing? I mean, how would you, how would you start? Well, if you're a new person starting out. Um, and you're growing your business organically versus buying a company that maybe is already in place and there's kind of a pricing structure set there. But if you're growing it organically, you know, look around and, and see what your competitors are doing in the area and maybe how can you differentiate yourself. Um, sometimes people do a set flat fee um, and for a new business owner that may be a great way to go. Um, you can really build your business quickly that way. Just be careful not to overcommit all the things that may fall under that set price because you'll be doing a lot of work for free. But, you know, it's a great way to kind of get in there. Um, other ways is that's very common is a percentage of the rent. And you just need to kind of put pen to paper and decide, you know, what's a, a good range. So. For example, if in your area you find out that, you know, in kind of doing your own research that all your competitors are charging X amount, um, maybe you charge a percentage below that or a percentage and a half below that, right? Um, there's hybrids where you can charge a percentage for the monthly management and then you have other value-added services that have set prices that when the owner's going to need that service, you just charge them when they need it. So there's a variety of different ways that you can kind of set up your business. 
And then if you're buying a company with an existing one and say the prices are really low compared to what you want to do, then you need to think about coming in. You don't want to make too many changes. Maybe you keep the pricing where it's at for the first year. And as the new owners get to see what a great person you are and how attentive you are and how great their management is with them, you have a year to educate them about what you do, then you can roll out new services or start increasing prices. Gotcha, very interesting. So what about this uh, concept that's been working really well for many, many technology businesses and it's making its way into more of a, a service business world and that is uh, good, better, best situation where mm-hmm. good is you know something low price just for the management or maybe find a tenant and then better and then best package includes everything included like guarantees and, and tenant eviction uh, protection, all these things. What do you think of, of, of that kind of structure? Well, I'm glad you asked because I did that myself. Nice. <laughs> I bought a company 10 years, well, 15 years ago now, I guess, that um, had one price, everything was included. And um, then after a year, I uncoupled it and I, I set out clearly what the management fee covered and then I started charging separate fees for value-added services, right? So I could get different revenue streams coming in. And then over time, I decided to offer like, you know, the good, better, best sort of thing. Mine was like the, the classic, um, the deluxe and the premium, right? And I think that works very well depending upon your market. So if you're in Silicon Valley, for example, that's great and people are probably going to go for the premium because they're very busy people. They don't want to deal with property management. Just do it. Charge me one price. If you're in a market that's a smaller market, um, that's you know um, maybe more price conscious, what I found is everybody kept choosing the basic one. And so I still, what I did, okay, great, that's the entry level price and then as you want these different services, you'll just pay for them as you need it. That's what worked in my market. Then, um, but it was a lot for me to have three different options and everybody kept choosing the same option. So then I revamped it again and what I did at that point was I increased my management fees to get me up to be more of a premium based and then I threw in some of those things that people have been paying for, okay? Um, so one thing is we do a preventative maintenance check on all of our properties. And um, we always allowed our owners to opt in or opt out. Well, we have enough properties now that it was causing so much management logistics on our end to organize who had opted in and who had opted out. Um, that I decided that I wanted all of our properties to have this done. It was just easier from a logistics. So we now throw that in as a freebie with a little bit of a higher management fee, right? And um, we still have certain services that we pay for on a, a per price thing. So I still have different revenues coming in, but it allowed me to increase my fee. So I have a bit of a hybrid. Gotcha. It's very cool. I really love the opportunity to earn our customers' business yep. at a lower scale, right? And then have an upsell path yep. because it, it, it's a win-win situation. The relationship is healthy and it's growing, right? That's what you want to be. Um, and, and for those, a lot, I hear that the biggest reason why landlords don't hire a property manager is 
in their perception, it's price because they don't they can't connect the value to the price you're asking for. So I think asking a low price and then having leaving yourself an upsell opportunity is a, is a great way to do it. But then there's a risk, as you said, that they all choose the lowest package. Now, just make sure your business is operable. Right, <laughs> right? but, that's worked, but that, that strategy worked for me beautifully because people do choose the lower price, but through education, and I'm a total teacher at heart, always educating my owners about why we're offering this. And I do quarterly newsletters and new things that are coming about. We have this new service. As they trust you and as you educate them about different things, my clients gladly pay for when I offer new products and new services. They gladly pay because the trust is there. I also offer over the years new products and services that have come out of demand. People will call me up. I like teach what? classes. Well, I teach classes at community college, and um, one of the demands was, we. I live in a coastal area, very pet-friendly community, but owners didn't want to have pets, so I ended up developing a pet program. Huge success for my company, and how that works is. When a tenant's approved for a pet, we have to meet the pet first before they're approved to make sure that the pet is really what they say it is, right? And that they have a good temperament. We collect extra towards the deposit. Okay, that goes without saying. But we do two pet inspections a year, and the tenants pay for it. That is really cool. We charge the tenants, and guess what? The tenants are more than happy yeah, to pay Yeah, because we the pet it. owners, man. I had my German Shepherd, man, and, and you know we bought a house, then we had to rent while I was w building the business, and then we we bought uh, uh, we, we bought another house. But in between, I had to rent for two years, and it was a murder to find a place with German Shepherd because he's nice a super place. dog. I would pay. I would pay. I just couldn't. I couldn't get quality housing, right? I I could live in a in a tent somewhere, <laughs> literally, you know, <laughs> with, with in a doghouse. But I, you know, people were wary renting a nice house to us, even though you know we're responsible. Blah blah blah. Yep. So that's that it's is just been really a huge success because as soon as the owners know we're going in two times a year, they're like, and they don't have to pay for it. They're like, okay, cool, I'll open my property to pets, and our residents have loved it because if anything, they're so happy to show off that they're taking great care of the property and we're able to charge higher rent for the property being open to pets and as a result we're getting higher and higher end properties where people like yourself responsible pet owners want to live in a nice property they don't want to live in a dump that the owner says well it's only going to get ruined by a pet and so they don't fix anything it's the same mentality owners have with students Oh, they're just going to trash it, so I'm not going to bother fixing anything. And then you end up with a really bad property over time. Yep. So that was something that came out of a demand. Um, other things that have come out of constant requests is I teach classes at Cabrillo for people that want to manage properties themselves. A lot of them will say, well, will you run the credit for me? Will you process the applicants for me if I show the property? So I have what I call, I have a whole line of concierge services that I offer, and one of them is I'm the back office. 
So if you live on the property or an owner and you want to show the property and you want to advertise it and do all of that, I'm not involved in any of that for fair housing because I don't, you know, don't know what you're saying to the people. Right. But when you get a qualified applicant, we have blank application forms and criteria that we give them. So our name's not on it. Our logo's not on it. And then when they find someone that they think fits their criteria, we process the application. We tell them if it's a no or a go. And if it's a go, then we do the lease paperwork. So now the owners are confident they have a good legal lease, right? That is really good. And that good. the people have been processed and are actually qualified, right? Yet the owners can have the relationship with the tenant moving forward. So that's a whole concierge service that we offer that's separate from even our lease-ups. We offer lease-ups as well for those owners that don't want to do any of it. But here in Santa Cruz, we have a lot of properties where you have a house in a granny unit in back. And so because of that close relationship that you're going to have with who's living on your property, I encourage people to do that sort of concierge package where they have more involvement in kind of picking who's going to be on the property with them. So people need to think outside the box when they get requests all the time, instead of saying, no, I don't do that, no, I don't do that, well, maybe I should do that. They right? need to keep, as my, you know, as my podcast guest and one of my favorite property management friends, he's called Chris Hermansky. I don't know yeah. if you know him. I he know said, Chris. Yeah, do whatever it is that you do. Uh, you know, you don't have to be in the office to be working all the time, but keep your antenna up. Yeah. Right. If your antenna is up and you, 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 you're processing, you're always constantly looking to, for ways to improve and add, add value to your business. And that is a great, great, just listen to your customers, package things up and let the demand, you know, set, <laughs> make right. it happen for you. Uh, I have a one other question for you, Kathleen. Um, okay. This one, I don't know. I'm not sure how you're going to answer, but I really want to know what is the highest fee you ever saw and what's the lowest fee you ever saw throughout your communication with other property managers the lowest fee I ever saw was um, someone was willing to manage properties for like 4% a month okay 4% a month that's the I'm lowest you're, you're working for free at that price <laughs> so you're breaking you're not even breaking even or maybe breaking even yeah yeah I mean I guess it depends where you live you know if, if you're in Beverly Hills that might still be a good return um, where I'm at, that's it's not even worth your time. Okay, so and then um, probably the highest that I have seen is ten percent, um, but typically in in and in our yeah, I would say would be the highest that I've seen. Um, I think I know I'm not the cheapest in my area because I do a hybrid. Right. So I have my revenue streams coming in from lots of places. You know, I'm an in-house maintenance company. Um, we also do lease renewals. And when we do lease renewals, we go out and do an inspection of the, or walk through the property because you want to make sure they're taking good care of it before you sign a lease for another year, right? And so we charge for the paperwork and we charge for the walkthrough, you know. So we have lots of different things that aren't part of the property management fee, um, that we get revenue on on a regular basis in addition to our management fee. Gotcha. But the how we get it is we're always educating our owners about the value we bring to the table. And we also offer a lot of things that we do within the business that we don't charge for. So the owners feel like they get win-win situations too, right? That, that we're not price gouging them, nickel and diming them to death. You know, so like we have mini fridges available. So if someone's fridge goes out, 
we take it over the property. We don't charge an, uh, the owner a daily rate for that. We have space heaters. We have, you know, um, um, what do you call the thing? The like dehumidifiers, Dehumidifier. you know, equipment that we will bring to the property for short term while we're getting the maintenance done on the property. And we don't charge the owner a daily rate for any of that equipment. So, you know, those are some freebie things we do. And there's been times where I've had clients um, pass away and their children ask me if I'll accompany them to the estate attorney because they're like, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. I go with them and I'm like the secretary taking notes. I don't charge for my time. They're a longtime client. You know, I'm happy that I can be that third party to, you know, help them do what they need to do moving forward. So you throw in freebie things that you do and then, you know, that adds to your value as a professional too. Really good. Really good. That's all gold stuff. I think... I think this is this has been a very good interview, and you've revealed that a lot of very interesting information. And I'd say some secrets about the pet thing is brilliant. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure why people not jumping on this. Like uh, it's the best thing since property management business started existing. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and it as a business, it really doesn't. Good. The beauty of that is it doesn't take a lot of time for us to manage that. Yet it's a very good revenue stream. Absolutely. So um, with that, we gave a lot of tips. If people yep. want to come and hire you and talk to you, where would they go? They can go to the propertymanagementcoach.com and reach out to Kathleen if you have any questions. If you need any marketing help. To help grow your business, 4 is where you should be. And we'll see you guys next time.